Hey guys, in this wonderful, wonderful episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on Hong Kong, big time in the news. And we're going to talk a little bit about the financial situation with China. Um, are they losing it? Are they losing ground? Take a listen. Hello, everybody. Hello, here we are. It is a glorious Monday. It is a fantastic day to be alive, unless you are in Hong Kong. Let's talk about some China news. It's been a couple uh, episodes since I've released one. I've decided I'm going to release less or episodes less frequently about China um, just because it's a little too demanding on my little bitty mind. So, what is going on? So, of course, I would love to talk about international tensions between us and the Middle Kingdom and maybe with Taiwan and maybe what's going on between Japan and South Korea. I need to do more work on that, actually. But I'll tell you what has surprised me is the protests in Hong Kong. They are continuing. I read a headline earlier that it's been they're on going on I think it's about 9 weeks of protests and that is simply out of the range of what I thought was going to happen. Um you know, I think that there's a common uh and I guess you could call it a misconception, but also somewhat true that people of the Chinese ethnicity or background tend to be more cooperative. Um they tend to obey authority more. I mean, it's not even that inaccurate, right? If you look at the country of China, it's 1.3 billion people, nearly 1.4 billion, and yet somehow they have a one-party system that manages to uh, maintain some kind of grip on the political power of the country. And when you're there, I lived there for a year. I know lots of Chinese people, have Chinese friends, contacts. I teach Chinese people. And yes, you know, there is definitely um, a – the culture is more susceptible to appeals to authority. Now, don't get me wrong. We are too. It's just different kind of authority. And um, we tend to be a little bit more distrust, distrusting, I think, of political authority. Uh, but uh, like when it comes to the media, we have been very, very um, – what should I say? I don't know. We're very open to being fooled by our own media. So that's unfortunate. What is going on right now in Hong Kong? Let's talk a little bit about that. So I've got an article here from the South China Morning Post. It says, Hong Kong protesters cripple airport as Beijing raises stakes with terrorism warning. Uh, thousands bring Hong Kong International Airport gr- to a grinding halt, leaving 180 flights canceled and travelers stranded. Police play down Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office terrorism comments and say they will treat the situation like violent protests. So um, let's see here. Thousands of anti-government protesters crippled Hong Kong's international airport on Monday and forced the cancellation of all flights in an unprecedented disruption, even as Beijing raised the stakes by warning that escalation Pro, that escalating protest, protest violence against police in particular was displaying signs of terrorism. Air travel was thrown into chaos as protesters changed tactics to go beyond the arrival hall and swarm over to the departure hall to prevent passengers from checking in or clearing security, forcing the cancellation of all flights in and out of the city. Man, so anyone who jumps in on this episode, you might be wondering, 
what is going on here? Why are they doing this? Keep in mind that they've been called terrorists now, I think, by Beijing. And um, uh, why are they doing this? Because the people of Hong Kong are genuinely fighting for the survival of their democratic processes. They're fighting for the survival of their, um, their laws and their judicial system and their political system. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess their laws is part of their political and judicial system. And so, if you don't know, they have a uh, one country, two systems policy where right now Hong Kong supposedly has its own political and judicial authority and rules, but they're technically all China. Now, after the extradition bill uh, was going to be passed, then these or was going to be floated to make a vote or to have a vote done on it, the that's when the protests started erupting. And I have said from the beginning that I don't see the end game here because one of the problems with Hong Kong's situation is that there's already slated to be under China's full control, I believe, in the next 20 years. And so I don't know how long – for me, it just seems like a matter of time anyway – but what seems to be going on is that process is accelerating. And I would like to say that however this situation is managed is – and this is obvious. But it seems to me that's going to determine how this is going to play out for the next two decades about bringing Hong Kong under China's rule completely. Um, so if Beijing cracks down on these protests hard enough – they bring in military, and it's obvious what they're doing. Uh, man, I mean, Hong Kong, it's already said that a lot of people are leaving Hong Kong for the political reasons, but they're also supposedly leaving Hong Kong for financial reasons as well. And this is just, you know, Hong Kong went from being the international, you know, people have called it the international business capital. Don't know if that's the case. I think that might be uh, London as well. But Hong Kong has been a major international business hub. And yet this whole situation between Beijing and Hong Kong in the protests threatens that. So why is it a big deal that they were called terrorists? When Beijing calls them terrorists, it's a big deal because when you label the group as terrorists, then you can start acting in a particular way towards them. That's actually a problem that we have here in the United States, right? Um, one thing that we've all learned since 9-11 is that as long as you designate some group overseas a terrorist organization, then you can pretty much do what you want. And so that's what people are worried about is that if Beijing labels the Hong Kong protesters as terrorists, then they have – they're trying to create a situation where they can legitimately come in with military force and crush the protests. Now, I've been watching some of the protests uh, on video and man, it is violent. It is violent. I mean, you get to see you see protesters getting the shit beat out of them. I've saw a um, I've seen cops that are getting attacked, people getting put on fire. I mean, it's something that you do not expect to see in Hong Kong if you've ever been there, right? I've went there. I've you know been there for a short period of time, but for me, just knowing uh, people from that part of the world, like Asia, China. And then at the same time, being in Hong Kong, it just seems so hard to believe that the city is under such a – I don't know uh, – that they're in such a situation. 
It's so crazy to see, man. And I hope it all works out for him, but you know, I just don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work. The article continues, uh, bus and train services were swamped, forcing hundreds of airport staff taking the rest of the day off to walk for almost an hour to the nearest transport facilities in Tung Chung Town. When many of the protesters had to walk the same route as well, many of the protesters had to walk the same route as well when they left the airport in droves. Chaos, uh, chaos achieved and mission accomplished. They said they were upping the ante and spreading the word about their plight to the wider world after police cracked down hard on violent demonstrations on Sunday, even storming two train stations to chase after retreating protesters. Um, weeks of protest, including repeated arson attacks on police stations, prompted the state's uh, state councils, Hong Kong, and Macau Affairs Office to characterize it as budding shoots of terrorism, uh, taking its condemnation to a new level. But police played down Beijing's characterization with Senior Superintendent Steve Lee Kwai Wa uh, saying, based on the current situation, we will handle it as violent protest. So it says Hong Kong was rocked by some of the worst violence on Sunday with uh, police using tougher tactics as protesters rampaged across parts of Tsim Sha Tsui, uh, Shim Shui Po, and Wan Chai, and Kwai Chung. Police fired tear gas at protesters in Kwai Fung MTR station for the first time and charged into Taiku station as well, firing pepper balls at close range. Yeah, it's getting pretty nasty over there, man. It's getting pretty nasty. So what else is going on in Hong Kong, guys? Um, and, and China in general. So what I'll tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching the financial situation. So I knew more about the intricacies of some of the international finance a few years ago, uh, but I don't really, you know, because I, I studied economics and I studied a lot of my own international economics uh, when I was in college because I didn't trust what I was learning in school. And but since then, since I've been in the um, graduated and I've been basically figuring out what I'm going to do with my life, uh, I haven't paid as much attention to that. And now what's interesting is there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so everyone considers this situation with China a somewhat of a trade war. However, it's looking – and I've said this before. It's, I, it's great because I said this like uh, maybe two months ago that what I see us and China engaged in is not a trade war but a cold war, like a new cold war. And, um, and, I, and for me – I say that mostly because of all the other developments I saw like around the Belt and Road. Like the way the Belt and Road was set up and the way that China is moving into countries around the world to me is a much uh, more widespread strategy than just a trade dispute with the United States or something like that. What's interesting is that the Chinese currency, the yuan, the, U the, yuan, uh, the offshore currency has been weakening against the dollar. And a lot of people might go, well, yeah, so what does that mean? Well, um, some people have thought that they're purposefully devaluing their currency in order to increase their exports um, as Trump has uh, put tariffs on, their, on imports to the United States. They're lowering their currency to increase their exports. Some people viewed that as that's what they were doing. However, there's another contingent of financial um, – of I, I don't know what you'd call them, but uh, – you know capital managers, people in finance that believe that 
what's going on in China is not a devaluation of their currency on purpose, but a forced devaluation that they're trying to fight. And a lot of people don't know what's going on. Nobody really knows what's going on. But here's what it looks like from some point of view. One point of view is that China is running low on U.S. dollars. So China has a huge reserve of U.S. dollars, and they need that those reserves to conduct like trade uh, around the world because trade is conducted and settled in dollars mostly, even though China does have um, – agreements with other countries to settle things in RMB, they still need lots of dollars to conduct a lot of trade. And they need dollars to uh, pay off their dollar-denominated debts as well. So what's going on? How does this relate to the currency? Well, if the currency starts to weaken, then what they can do is they can sell dollars and they can buy RMB. I believe this is how the this is how it's done. Now, I'm simplifying big time. The idea is is that they're running low on U.S. dollars to buy to sell and arm so that you know to sell, and that would not allow them to increase the price of the RMB against the dollar. So that's what some people believe is going on, and and there are also those in the financial world who believe that the world is encountering a U.S. dollar shortage. They call it a euro dollar shortage because it's dollars outside the U.S. financial system, not controlled by the Federal Reserve, um, and other countries use these dollars to, I believe, to make their own loans using these U.S. dollars, and they can basically multiply the amount of money in the system by a large percentage. And the idea is is that now the uh, these dollars are in very high demand, and we're starting to see a liquidity problem around the world where there are too many countries and too many companies chasing euro dollars or dollars and there's not enough euro dollars in the system. So that is causing the US dollar to rise or that's the speculation is causing the US dollar to rise and it's causing problems for people all over the place including China. Now, I am very new to this idea of the euro dollar, had not heard of it before. However, it seems to be playing a big role in the increasing uh, value of the USD. And now I'm going to go ahead and press pause and run some ads. So uh, thank you for listening. So what do I think about all this situation? Now, as I'm not a financial expert and I am just somebody who's learning and trying to figure out what's happening in the world, what do I think? So – it does look like we have tremendous leverage against China regarding not only trade because we are a huge buyer of many of their goods, but also in currency as it looks like the Chinese are struggling uh, to maintain their currency at a decent level with the US dollar. Now, that being said, it's you know possible that we're also missing some stuff here. Um, I do know that there are a couple people that I am watching that do disagree with this take on China and do think that China has a master plan to battle the currency situation but we will see we will see about that now um regarding the trade war and everything else um i just think we're gonna have to continue to watch and see i know that that's a super lame-ass answer and i actually forgot what i was gonna say so there you go um but that is pretty much what I have to say about China and the situation there. Um, I think 
it'll be extremely important to see how China handles the situation with Hong Kong. Um, a lot of people think that China is going to bring in the military, and it looks like the military is amassing on the border of uh, Hong Kong, and I believe Shenzhen is the uh, major city next to Hong Kong. And I've seen video, there's videos circulating around Twitter, which look like that's what they're going to do. Uh, but nobody really knows for sure. But it looks like the major things to watch are how is China going to crack down on Hong Kong? What's going to happen with the, with the Chinese currency? And if you are also interested in figuring out what's going on, look into what's going on with HSBC in China. Um, lots of people are stepping down from HSBC. So there's a lot of rumors going around about why that could be, why that could be. So that's all I got for today. Hope everyone has a fantastic day.